Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Springer with the usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. How are you guys doing tonight? Splendid. Nick good. would say, Luke, buy a breath. What? Oh, sorry. Yeah, come on. Luke. Andrew, how are you doing? Hey, Luke, Luke, you, um, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta lose the winter hat, but it's yeah, no, no, 70 no. degrees. I haven't seen today. Luke's hair in so long. Right, can I see it? I had during our trip to the Atlas, I saw it like twice for like three seconds a piece. <laughs> that was it. I need a haircut. I'm. I don't even. Did you take it off when you took a shower? Like I'm. I, I'm now. I don't understand. Yes. I don't even know if you take it off to take a shower. Whatever. As always, we are in a source for all things sports. If you know, you know. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four Score Podcast on both applications. We have a lot to talk about in the NBA because there's the NBA trade trade deadline. Um, baseball hasn't started yet, so that's kind of. Are you talking fast uh, on purpose now? Yeah, just because you said that. Okay. Um, baseball, we can't really talk about that yet because it hasn't started yet. The NCAA tournament between our podcast. I mean, we could talk about the three games that happened after our podcast, but they're kind of buns. Um, recap: Florida State crushed Colorado, Alabama crushed Maryland, and Kansas didn't even show up to play. <laughs> Those were yeah. the recaps. That was but, hilarious. It was not hilarious. Uh, it was actually kind of sad. I mean, it was they, great. Sh- they oh, shot something like 35 51, 34 point loss. Yeah, uh, they shot 29% from the field. You know, always efficient. Got to be efficient. And yeah, it's, it's all right. W- tournament. La- Jayhawks, baby. Honestly, last year was the year and it was cut short, but whatever. It, yeah, we digress. Okay, bud. Yeah, right. Nope. Are you kidding self. me? They would have been Fire. They would have been like the second overall freaking seed. They would have yeah. been one seed. And Still would have been an Elite Eight loss. Yeah, because they're buns. But yep. we have a lot to talk about in the NBA with a gaggle of trades. Um, there are a few gaggle. notable ones. Um, a, f- a lot of them were kind of just like, okay, whatever. That was kind of useless. But we'll start with the biggest one of the day, and that was Vucevic to the Bulls. And it kind of it makes sense short-term for the Bulls, but long-term, I don't really know why they did that. I mean, if their goal is to make the playoffs done you freaking did it good job guys i mean if it's not this year then probably next year but long term to compete for a championship i don't know why they really gave up wendell carter and i mean Otto porter had to go because he kind of was just wasting space in chicago but yeah short term it works out long term it doesn't make that much sense anyone else have any opinion on that trade yeah i think uh Right now, looking at the East standings, um, Charlotte's a joke. Ball's out for a while. They're going to drop. I think we can make it a safe bet to replace the Hornets. I, I thought the Knicks would be big buyers of the deadline. They didn't do anything. I felt like they could have gone after, been aggressive, that they are a six seed. Um, they're in a very competitive 500 stretch of basketball with like six other teams here in the Eastern Conference. All teams that are like within five games of being 500. Um that go all that stretches all the way up to the four seed Hornets. So I think the Hornets are going to drop out. You replaced the Hornets. That surprised the Knicks weren't buyers. Um, I think you replaced both by NCAAs and you replaced the Hornets and Knicks with the Pacers and Bulls. And those are your Eastern Conference playoffs teams. You take you keep the uh, six teams that are already in: Sixers, Bucks, Nets, Heat, and Celtics. And then you replace the other and uh, Hawks. Yeah, and the Hawks. The Hawks got Lou Will. I think that that helped help a little bit. Better than Rondo because you know he played like 17 minutes a game didn't really do much. They have Trey Young, so yeah, that was a big trade helped the Bulls. Um, there was a time uh, about three months ago, two months ago, yeah, two months ago back in January, where I thought that 
the Bulls were a superstar away from being a playoff contender in the East. Nothing doing, spe- not doing anything special in the playoffs, but at least being able to make the playoffs. They had an impressive run of competing with some really good teams, and the they got they they solved the big man issue that they had. Um, Wendell Carter didn't cut it. They got some good talent on the bench. Definitely a starting lineup. I think he's going to work really well with Zach Levine. And Kobe White, I think, is starting to emerge. That could be a little pick-and-roll duo that I could see between the two of them. And a big thing here is that Vucevic can stretch the floor. For a team that doesn't have many outside shooting shooters at the big man position, they had like Thad Young and Wendell Carter, not two very prominent shooters. They got Vucevic. He's a guy that can stretch the floor, and uh, that's, that's very helpful for uh, Chicago. I think they can make a playoff push. I wouldn't underrate the uh, Hornets, though. I still think they're a decent team. No Lamelo, and they are no Lamelo for a long time, and they are two games from being out of the playoffs. Yeah, I think well, five through five through eight. And remember, the playoffs is ten. Playing okay, fine. They'll, make, they'll, they'll get a playing game, but they won't be. They won't. By the end of the season, they won't. They've be. They've still been a good team all year. All year, and I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I still think and they're, they're still. They're not counting out Lamelo Ball being gone for the entire year. Yeah, but he'll be out for. He has a broken wrist. He'll be out for at least a few months. And how, how pack compact that Eastern Conference is. Like I said, they're two games away from being out of a playoff spot for the time being. They'll still get the playing games. It's not the playoffs yet, technically. So they are two games away from being out of a playoff spot. Or I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah, two games away from being out of a playoff spot. And Lamelo Ball is going to be out for a lot more than two games. I think that the Bulls are going to get better. I think the Pacers are starting to mesh with Lavert a little bit more. They think they'll be fine. I don't. Th- and by the way, Indiana is two games behind the Hornets. The Bulls are three games behind the Hornets. I think Lamelo Ball obviously is going to be out for more games than those. I think those two teams can jump the Hornets. Hornets will kind of start to fall a little bit. Um, and then I think the Knicks are just you know a losing streak away from being out of it. So that's that's coming for the Knicks, I believe. It's all compact there in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics got Fournier. I think they'll jump a little bit. So, um, yeah, I definitely think the Hornets, they won't be terrible. As you alluded to, both you, Brian and Andrew, you both said that they, they still got some talent. I agree, fully agree. But how compact that Eastern Conference is, I don't think they can last. And, and they can end the season in a playoff position. I don't think they'll end the season. Sorry, in a play-in position. I don't think they'll end the season in a playoff position. Are they still going to play in this year? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a a rule for from now on, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, I thought yeah. they were only doing no, that just just because it's a short just because it's a short year. Oh, it's just because of the shortened season. Oh, okay. No, okay. If you're if right. yeah, it's just because yeah. Position. Anyways, um, yeah, that was the Vucevic trade. Al Farouk Amino is also part of that trade. Again, it's kind of irrelevant. Vucevic was the main guy in that trade. So now the Bulls with two All Stars. And they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference. That's a very weak, and B has a very um, I, I don't know how to phrase it. It's very tight, basically, is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot, not a lot of movement area, or there's a lot of movement area for people and teams to go, because, like Nick just said, the Bulls are out of playoff position right now, but they are three games behind the fourth seed. So that's just where the Eastern Conference is at. Moving on, staying with the same team, though, because the Orlando Magic did a lot, the Denver Nuggets received Aaron Gordon for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. In my opinion, it was a little bit overpaying for Aaron Gordon, who is a good dunker. I mean, that's pretty much it. He's gotten, 
He's got he he does cool he does do cool dunks. I mean, you will have a actually no, not anymore. He said he's done with that. Anyways, never mind. He has gotten a lot better at um from three and with his mid range shot, but I still think um a first round pick and then a young player in RJ Hampton who you, we, no one's really seen a lot. I mean, I kind of I've heard of him before. Um, he's he's a very explosive player, but and, and then Gary Harris is just a throw in. I feel like Gary Harris. I don't know what happened to him. He was one of the better players on that Nuggets team, and then he kind of just fell off a cliff, I feel like. Um, he had a few good games in the playoffs last year, but didn't really play that well in the regular season. Um, so I, I'm fine with them getting rid of him. Um, but RJ Hampton and a first is a little much. Maybe a second instead of a first would have gotten it to done with Aaron Gordon. But, hey, who knows? I mean, the Nuggets get another... Uh, I, I'm not going to say board line all-star because he's not even close. I don't know what to call him. A nice role player is what I'm going to say. Um, I don't know if they're going to put him in the starting lineup or bring him off the bench or whatnot because they kind of have a, a gap in that shooting guard position. And now they have him and Will Barton um, and Michael Porter Jr. all in that same small forward-ish position. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. But who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, they're right now in the fifth spot and could potentially move up with the Lakers um, without AD and LeBron for who knows when Nick, when's that timetable? Do you know? Uh, it's the 25th. AD's coming back in less than two weeks. What about LeBron? Is he still no timetable for him? He'll, they'll, they're keeping LeBron out until. Okay. Well, so I, last, I can see week, last two weeks of the regular season. He's two games behind the Lakers. I can see the this Nuggets. Is a quad injury, you know, type of deal that happened in 2018. Yeah, I can see the Nuggets surpassing the Lakers. Um, probably only two ba- only two games back. Lakers probably won't drop too much, but maybe one or two spots. But yeah, um, Aaron Gordon. Anyone else? I mean, feel like it was kind of insignificant comparing to the first one. Yeah, not really. Yeah. I mean, mm. he kind of just I, replaces Grant. Yeah. I think that you know, it replaces Grant, but uh, what Denver's doing is they're kind of mimicking uh, Western Conference teams. If I go through the list of Western Conference teams, they you, you, different little different from the Eastern Conference. You see an elaborate display of interior defense. Lakers had it. Lakers have it when they're healthy. Clippers with Ibaka. He's you know the big big guy, big shot blocker in the paint. Some a lot of teams lack that. Suns with Aiton. Utah with Gobert. Trailblazers have somehow turned Derek Jones Jr. into this big time paint defender he comes out of nowhere he's just athletic just, he's like rob will he'll just get exactly, his locks because he can jump it's, 50 feet ma- in the air they're making it work dallas is porzingis marjanovic Kali stein i mean they got a bunch of big guys you look at the wet uh, i don't know how the spurs are still hanging around at eight they're gonna fall off a cliff in 20 seconds um but you know it's you look at the other teams the eight teams in the playoffs are teams that are above denver they got good shot blockers. And, you know, I don't think Jokic is a great defender. He's all offense. I don't think he's a lot of defense. He's soft. You look at, you know, you, you go, you flash back to playoff instances. You got guys like, I don't know, maybe I've seen Embiid go off on Jokic. I've seen Davis. I've seen, um, I've seen, I've seen Anthony Towns have big games against Denver. So you see these big guys are just cooking. You want other guys, athletic guys to stay in the paint at least put resistance. Aaron Gordon's a glorified Blake Griffin in his prime. That's what he is. He's a glorified Blake Griffin in his prime. He's got some kind of jump shot, but that's pretty much it. He's just very athletic. I liked Melsap. I liked Melsap in the starting lap for Denver, but I guess if Gordon can, and Chris Weber said it on, on uh, TNT about uh, two hours ago, hour and a half ago, 
he going over the trade, he said that if Aaron Gordon can embrace himself into a role player, because I think he's not that good. I think Aaron Gordon's all I think Aaron not Aaron Gordon's not even all that in the bag of chips. I don't think he's that good. If Chris Weber said if Gordon can embrace himself as a role player, Denver can succeed. You need guys to embrace their role. Um, look at all the finals teams. Guys that once played really good have embraced roles and that have, has really helped teams rise to the occasion because then they, they, you get what you get, um, you get what you're paying out of the player in less minutes. He's more energetic. He's more, he's more, um, fresh off, off the bench. So that's what you're going to get from Gordon. That's what you want from Gordon. If you're Denver, that's the only, that's the only way this trade works out for Denver. Denver. Otherwise they gave up a first round pick and RJ Hampton, for absolutely nothing that didn't move them anywhere up in the playoffs. Because right now, with, with AD and LeBron out, they got a chance. They got a chance. Every, the West is up for grabs right now. Um, obviously, back when the when LeBron comes back in the playoffs and AD comes back for the playoffs, then you have a different story. But right now, the West is up for grabs, and Denver's saying that they're making moves. And I'm surprised not many other Western Conference teams made significant moves. But Denver rose to the occasion. They won the West trade. Well, for the uh, they won the West. Uh, for the trade, they won the trade deadline for the teams in the Western Conference. It was mainly the Eastern Conference teams that you saw making a lot of moves. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's because the yes. East is more wide open, in why. my opinion, than the West. Because a team right now that's in tenth place or whatever, which is the Bulls, um, they're three games out of the four seed of having by the home way, court advantage. By the way, what? the least enticing job. For to be a any pick a team any professional sports team to general manage, I would rather be a GM for that team over the Bulls. Here's why: the pressure of for that's on the Bulls front office is championships. That's the pressure. Like if you were if you were a Knicks fan, what pressure are you putting on your front office just to win a game? That's the pressure. That's the pressure. Make the playoffs. That's easy. Bulls are coming off. They're coming up a huge an era in which they won. Um, they they had the best team in the league, or they had seventy something win season. I mean, it was so long ago, but all those Bulls fans are still are still obviously diehard Bulls fans, and that's the pressure that you have in the front office. So the Bulls are made a great move. They got Vucevic, but they're <laughs> if I'm a Bulls fan that was born in like 1980 or something. I would be expecting them to win championships and they're just making this big move for Vucevic all that to lose to all that to lose in the first round of playoffs to uh, I don't know give me a team Milwaukee Brooklyn Miami's going to be way up at the four seed if Boston can't figure themselves out right now Miami's going to be at the four seed easily what they did the deadline um, you got the Bulls probably losing to one of those four teams in the first round of playoffs and that's the best you're going to do in, since Derrick Rose which is kind of depressing for the Bulls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they also haven't won in almost 25 years. So, I yeah, mean, it's been a while. It's it has been a, been a while. while. So, but I mean, anyways, you can't ask for championships every year. I mean, the Celtics yeah, have unless, won, Celtics and the Lakers have won more than any other team. But I mean, that's pressure winning six and what eight years yeah but the, really yeah, but the lakers pressure. have lebron they have ad the Celtics have a young core they're rising so right now the bulls have levine and who's the most unappreciated man in the game and vucevic and now they have vucevic but they had levine for the whole season this year and they're still below 500 five games in fact nine they've won 20 they haven't won 20 games 
that I think is that I don't think is very impressive at all. The Lakers are third in the West. Yeah, Boston's eighth expect? in the East. Boston's that's terrible. Feel bad for Danny Ainge, and I feel bad for the Celtics. I feel bad for. I, I don't, don't feel bad, bad for Danny, Danny Ainge. Sucks. I feel oh, bad. I, feel I was bad just gonna get three you. I feel bad for Celtics fans. I can't remember. Thank I can't you. believe I'm saying this, but I God, you're 20, 21 and twenty three. Jesus Christ! With two all stars. Well, two all stars. Seriously, like Kemba is a perennial. Dude, they perennial still score twenty five a game. And Fournier can put up twenty <sighs> a game, which I think he's gonna. Once once we get into that whole Celtics rant, you guys get into the whole Celtics rant. Well, I was just gonna go to that next. Where Fournier is gonna have to be able to sit back and say, "Buddy, you're not. You're the fourth option here. All right, you're. This is not like you in Orlando. You're not gonna put up in the twenties every night. You're toning it down to, to the mid teens." Yeah, and that's where I was gonna get to the last trade. Major trade that Orlando made. I don't know if they made any other one, and if they did, it was very insignificant and small. Uh, that kind of went over it? everyone's head. Oh, uh, never mind. I forgot. I forgot. Okay. It was but Fournier to the Celtics, and in total, the Celtics kind of with the package with the three-team trade. I guess I don't know if he was part of it. I don't know. It was very weird. But in return, net gain was Fournier, Luke Cornett, and who's the other one? Mo Wagner. Wagner. For Ice, Javante Green, two seconds, and Jeff Teague, which Javante Green didn't get rotation. Yeah, Jeff Teague gone. Uh, Tice, um, uh, he works hard. Love you, Tice. Yeah, I love Tice, but I mean. Kind of trash for your position. And then Javante Green didn't get rotational minutes. Before I I kick it over to the rant, because I'm going to sit back and just let this thing unfold itself. I think that... (laughs) When you when you trade Celtics bench players, they're just guys, and in return you got Vaughn and Cornette. Those are just guys. So it it turned this was kind of like a, a nice little body for body type deal because Celtics bench players are a bunch of nobodies, and you bring in a bunch of nobodies, it's just kind of bodies on bodies, bodies trading for bodies, which is good for the Boston Celtics because they have no longer bench. And oh. uh, yeah, oh, and also question, I'm going to lead it with this: Is Fournier going to start? No, 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 he won't. No, he's not going to start. Um, That's why they got him because they need secondary scoring with the second unit. Exactly. But yeah, uh, Dylan Danny is starting to turn into Dud Danny because yeah, he's he terrible. can't figure it Dud, out. He can't. He's a bluffer, he, and teams don't he trust better, him because he backs he, out of everything. He better have a plan for this offseason. He better have something. Yeah, he better come up with kitchen. some Bill he Belichick type thing. Better have the thing. whisk in the mixing bowl out and just just starting to mix and cook stuff up. He better start cooking because. This has been the oven's way overdue. Way it it better be preheating. Past, it better past, be. Like, into, he's getting the ingredients. He better past be. Four years, it's been overdue. Like, Doc, just freaking trade your picks. No one cares on, about your picks. At something. this point, again, at this point, they don't have picks, so I don't know what he's gonna do. Uh, to be honest, he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait and waste these picks, and then I'm gonna act like I'm super good at trading and then trade yeah. without any picks and be a master mind. I mean, he's done one it's just really go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go. I was just going to say he's done one really good trade, maybe two to get Allen and Garnett. The other ones, the, the Nets trade, that was a good trade, but that's an easy trade. Like I could freaking make that trade. I'd yeah, make exactly. that trade in a heartbeat, like three old players who are out of their prime for freaking a busload of first round picks for the Nets who are going to be trashed in the next few years. I mean, we didn't know they were going to be this trash, but 
still, they're most likely going to be a lottery picks. Other than that, he just sits on picks. Everyone says, oh, the Celtics going to do something with their picks this time. Oh, are they going to do something Never. with their young players? Never. It, it's always every offseason, every deadline. The rumors are through It's the always roof. Celtics. The Celtics are going after this guy. Blah, blah, blah. And then Danny says, you know what? At the end of the day, he's, Danny's turning into a Boston sports fan. He can't let go of his players because <laughs> he gets too attached. <laughs> He's so attached. Except, except for the ones that don't Grant, matter, like Jeff Teague and freaking Javante Green. Sure, he's you can so get, attached get to Grant Williams that he can't trade probably one of the worst players in the entire league. And Carson. Okay. Carson sometimes is always and safe Kemba. every deadline, every offseason. <laughs> every single offseason in, in deadline, even though there's only been two deadlines in an offseason. But still, you could probably Carson get. Edwards? I mean, he's probably not worth Devontae a ton. Kaycock. For Carson Edwards, he was probably not worth a ton. He would also, also because... go. He would also go in a package. He wouldn't just yeah. go straight up. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be straight up. And he's also talking a vending machine package. He both. also doesn't. Oh. Well, freaking Kyle Corver was traded for cash considerations, but they which they use for a corporate a copier. copier. But yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever. <laughs> One of the best shooters of all time traded for a copier. <laughs> Never forget that. But dealing, <laughs> Dud Danny, man, he. He Dud keeps Danny. sitting on stuff, and I don't know what it is. He kind of, I mean, so here's my take on it. I feel like, again, there weren't really a lot of big names, so I get it. Sure, Oladipo would have been nice. I feel like they could have put a package together considering what yeah. we saw, which was uh, Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a pick swap. Like, we could have, the seller could have easily, yeah, easily worked something that. up about that. But he, my thing is, again, it's the attachment thing. Like, Sure, Marcus Smart is a great player and he's a great locker room presence. But if there's a deal out there that gets you a better player, just just do it. I mean, everyone's gonna not like it. I mean, no one liked the uh, it again. It didn't work out in the end because the Isaiah for other Curry. stuff. But the Isaiah trade, no one liked that. Isaiah was coming off an MB, MVP season. The fans we were just pissed. Isaiah. We lost Teague, so we kind of like, yeah sign Isaiah. But yeah, the Celtics like, fans. Why not? Celtics fans were pissed, me included. Market, baby. But then, but then, <laughs> but then, halfway through the next season, I was like, "Well, this was the freaking best trade of the century. We got Kyrie and the freaking well, cooking then, Celtics on a twenty-two yeah. game winning streak, yeah. or whatever the heck that it was. Helps. I don't. It was twenty-two. Was yeah, like, they went like, 16. 16, 16, something, something oh. ridiculous like that. But yeah. well, they were anyways, like twenty-two and four. If there's like a trade out there, started on two, one sixteen in a row. Like if there's a trade out there for Kemba. Just trade Kemba or even smart. Like if there's something that makes sense, just do it. He did that with Kyrie. So I guess he does, has done two good trades. The Isaiah Thomas trade to just, Cleveland for Kyrie and then and then the uh, KG uh, Ray Allen trades. But he just can't. Well, he, he needs to stop getting attached to players and pull the trigger on what he thinks is going to be best for the team. Because honestly, Tatum and Brown... We keep saying that they're young, but they're approaching their prime, and soon enough they're gonna their prime is gonna be passed. And I know that's in a while, and blah blah blah. blah but he needs to do something soon. Yeah, we sure. had it. We had the team. We had the 2018-2019 Celtics roster. If we could have kept that together, yes, it maybe didn't work out, but it probably would have in the long haul. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, even just, just like just think uh, about all the players that were on that team. Why did Kyrie, Kyrie, Hayward, Brown? <laughs> Tatum, Horford, Marcus Morris, Morris. Rozier, who's like a Rozier. borderline all star this Dude, year. Oh my god, Aaron Baines was a solid. Aaron Baines, too. I mean, that was that was insane. That was a team. I miss um, Shane Larkin. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, the Bruins are tied. God damn it. Um, 
Yeah, that was that, that team, was a that squad. Team was so good. That was a squad. Unfortunately, things happened, and now what G- good GMs do is they figure out how to get back to that. And Danny is kind of just wallowing and saying, "Oh, poor Celtics, we don't get Kyrie. Oh, he, we are terrible." Like, just he should have looked figure at it out. He should have looked at that team, and the reason why they were good is because their bench was really good. Mm-hmm. Had, they had a mix of young guys with Rozier and even Ojale and and uh, probably missing someone. But then you had Smart off the bench. You had Marcus Morris off the bench. You had mm-hmm. Baines off the bench. Like you had- they were they were good, but they were also really good at at team defense. The Celtics yeah. right now have really good individual defenders and in Brown and Smart, but like Kemba isn't a great defender. Tatum is on and off. Like you never know what you're going to get with him defensively every night. Thompson again is a little undersized and he gets fouls, not as bad as Tice. Um, and the bench, which had Teague Teague was not, I mean, he was a fine defender, not really great, but that the other team had a lot of good individual defenders, but they were also really good team defensively. Like that's what the Celtics need to get back to. They need to get back to playing good team defense because they don't have too many good individual defenders. They need to play a good team defense. And I feel like teams, I mean, I haven't watched this to be honest. I haven't watched a Celtics game in so long, but when I was watching them, there were way too many open threes, way too many open layups. Like teams were just walking all over them defensively and they need to get back to, defensive oriented team that's that's what kind of the Celtics have been for the past 10 20 years I mean I I haven't been alive for 20 years but as far as I can remember the Celtics were defensive first minded first and then offense I feel like that's the opposite this year because they are so focused on keeping up with the high scoring NBA that it that is now Mm -hmm. um so they've kind of shied away from that defensive uh focused team and I think they need to get back to that because that that and the bench scoring are the two major things that have hurt them this year so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, their offense kind of annoys me too, to an extent. Um, obviously, you have great offensive talent. Sometimes I feel like they're just playing by themselves, not really yeah, together. I, I it kind of pisses I me off. Blame them. If you're Jason Tatum, are you comfortable passing the ball to Grant Williams? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. It has you, a lot. Are you it, comfortable passing the yeah, ball? To it has a lot team? to do with no. with that. Aaron with needs the bench. Yeah. It has a lot to do with the with the bench. And the bench is just it's just terrible. Yeah. Honestly, though, this Fournier deal helps the offense a lot. Now yeah. it's time to figure out what the heck they're doing on defense. Now they can't make any trades, but they just have to figure out what 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 do we have and what's going to work defensively with what we have. And yeah. that means like switching it up like Miami and going to zone every now and then. I don't know. But Brad, Brad needs to figure it out. Yeah. Danny needed to figure out. He didn't freaking figure it out. Hopefully he figures it out in the offseason. It's just hilarious if you think about every offseason. Uh, the rumors. Every, Celtics the rumors. rumors. God, all Ever it is had, is rumors. It was like Jimmy Butler when he was with Minnesota, or yeah. when he got Paul George Philly. was rumored George a few years ago. Big time rumored. Oh my god! It's like um, it's like six, it's like sixth grade in the front office. A breath. <laughs> Everyone who has signed team. an NBA contract has been rumored to, to be to traded to the Celtics. Yeah, it's because Danny's just like <laughs> he calls every team. Celtics, he's like, yeah. yo. Uh, Yo, so uh, L.A., what do you got for LeBron? 
oh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and two first. All right, I'll call you later. And then p- hangs up the phone, picks up tomorrow. And then frickin- oh, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that deal. Out. Then, Rumor, so, yeah. Celtics acquired for LeBron James. You just <laughs> ask no, random. No, no, it goes like it. It would go like this. There you go. What do you got for LeBron? Um, I don't know. What do you got for us? I'll give you Javante Green. Hangs up the phone. <laughs> Celtics rumored in trade talks with LeBron here, James. Here. Listen to this. <laughs> Javante Green, Grant Williams in two second round picks. Hang up. It doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> who's the trade. Like, it just matters that they talked. <laughs> He's yeah. like, he's up, like, Rob, how was your day? Uh, oh, it was good. <laughs> Boom. Rob was like, like, in trade talks. <laughs> Rob's like, Rob's sure. like, we'll take Grant Williams too. And, and Brett or uh, Danny's just like, yeah, I love Grant. We can't do Grant. Grant for LeBron straight up. Nah, can I give he's you my guy. Less, can I give you something, to someone less expendable? Can I give you someone more expendable? Can I give you Romeo Langford? Give you the entire G League team. All right, Brian, you were going to say something. So, what I think Danny does is I'm pretty sure he offered Orlando smart, probably one of the other young guys, Grant, Neesmith, uh, Langford, and two picks for Aaron Gordon. And, and no, sure and the, Fournier. And Fournier. It was and both Fournier. them. But still, Fournier was just two second-round picks. So regardless, he offered basically two players, basically the equivalent of what Denver was. And then I'm pretty sure this morning he was like, my, the magic probably call back. So we set with that deal because the reports were like, oh, like we got 48. They're rebuilding the deal to get Gordon back in. And Danny was probably like, how about we just give you Carson Edwards? That's exactly <laughs> what I swear. That's exactly what happened with the with the so, Miles Turner Pacers deal. They had a deal set. And then like, Danny's just like, you know what? Can you throw in Doug McDermott and like, Victor Oladipo for me? Like, you know no, what? what? I slept I on remember. it. I thought about it thoroughly. <laughs> you just give you Carson instead. <laughs> So literally, <laughs> over in in what was it, November? They had exactly what it was it was set. Gordon <laughs> Hayward. It was it was Gordon <laughs> Hayward sign and trade basically for Miles Turner, Miles Turner. and and they offered McDermott for Miles yeah, Turner and buckets, McDermott. Yeah, and I was like, um, a bench scorer and a center deal. Do it, deal. <laughs> Thank do you. Do it. And then the <laughs> next morning we get McDermott's a freaking team. Dougie McPuckets. And then, like twenty minutes later, we get the tweet: Charlotte. Danny Ainge hesitant to make deal. Would like Pacers to include Victor Oladipo and TJ Warren as well. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> For like, Gordon, <laughs> makes Danny no Ainge sense. is the biggest Scrooge of the NBA. <laughs> he I has. Was like, I was like, Danny, you had a, a freaking cheapskate. Score. You had it. You oh. had it. And now, if you think about it, we got. For the for basically for losing Gordon Hayward, we got Evan Fournier and we lost Javante Green, Jeff Teague, Daniel Tice. We basically got Wait, so they use the tra- do you can you split up? I'm the pretty trade sure exemption? said they use 17 million of the trade exemption for So you can split it up. So they still have like 11 left, wow. yeah, 12 left. So does it as Celtics fans, mm-hmm. does it during this deadline during free agency, does it make you feel better? No, even if you didn't get the player. Knowing no, that interested. Danny Ainge contacted someone who no. knows the player it makes me feel worse. Like he's like, does it make you he's feel better that he's trying? My expectations just completely are just so out? low that every single time that he talks to somebody, I'm just like, okay. He's, he's freaking teasing us because it's like it's, it's, like, like, so it's like wagging a, a freaking treat in front of my dog. So, she sees it and then I take it away and throw it in the trash. Yeah, That's exactly, exactly. what happens. Like, so with me, he's torturing everybody. Whenever Palenka talks to somebody, it's like there's like a deal's gonna be done within like five minutes because that's oh, just how he does business. He closes deals. He's like, he oversells so hard sometimes. I, bet you, I, I wonder if the Pelicans GM was like, 
can you throw an Ingram? Fine. Just give me Anthony Davis. I, mean, I feel like he just did that like the last thing because he wanted AD so bad. Um, he's like, LeBron's going to fire me. But um, freaking, um, um, I, I, it would make me feel better knowing that, hey, found out, hey, Rob Palenka engaged in trade talks for, I don't freaking know, give me Joel Embiid, for example. He talked to Philly about getting Joel Embiid. I'm like, oh, really? So he's actually doing something instead of relaxing on freaking Los Angeles Beach the entire day. If, if, like, if I was well, a Celtics fan, it would make me feel better knowing that Danny Ainge is at least on the phone in his office making calls. It's it really be, nice that it's really nice that every trade deadline and early free agency – you're just living on Twitter because it's like, oh, here we go. Deal and Danny. Let's go. Deal and Danny. And then the tweets that have been coming out recently is NBA executives hesitant to deal with Danny Ainge after he continues to back out of deals. <laughs> see, and then that's tomorrow, what you do. Danny that's Ainge, the, the woes Danny bomb you don't want to see. on the brink of losing his job. That's like what you don't want to see. And then they'll just be like, here, Austin Ainge. Congratulations. You're the GM of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Danny Ainge gets fired tomorrow. <laughs> Boom. It's cra- okay. like it's crazy. Whenever and I just looked it up now, but whenever I look up NBA trade rumors on Google, the one below it, you know how it gives you like an option of searches like to fill it out or whatever like it says NBA trade hey. rumors and then the first one, the first one is NBA trade rumors Celtics every single time. Every single time I Google it. Every time. Let me try. It, let me try. It, Hold on. Let me try. But it, it's gonna say Celtics. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe you're just gonna hold on. Trade rumors. If you, type in, if you type in any player that's ever been interested, on like say type in. What like, do you want me to type in? Just NBA right, trade like, rumors yep, on NBA Google. NBA trade rumors Celtics. It's NBA the first trade one. rumors 2021. NBA trade rumors Lakers. NBA trade R. NBA trade rumors Twitter. NBA trade rumors help Celtics. NBA trade rumors hoops hype. Yep. Oh really? Celtics, Celtics is lower. Celtics, Celtics is the, because I think Celtics I is the number one a little bit more me. than Celtics, so I think that's probably you know why it probably knows. But like, if I, I really search anything Celtics on like Instagram or Twitter and like search like a player's name, like if I just type the letter like two A's and an R, Aaron Gordon Celtics comes up. Not just Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon Celtics. Yeah, it like, does. Every player that has ever been linked A-A? to this, <laughs> Aaron. Like that yep. happened with Drummond earlier, Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon. <laughs> like there have been so many players in the past yep. four to five years that have been rumored to Aaron be Gordon traded Celtics. to the Celtics with these gaggle of picks they have, and Danny freaking doesn't do anything. I-, I don't know. I'm just at this point, but I'm beyond it's it. It's definitely more valuable to draft guys like Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith and uh, Carson Edwards, and it's uh, more Tremont valuable. Waters. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, I, mean, I was dude, I couldn't I yeah. look up I look up I, Miles sorry, Turner. One says that. Miles Turner Celtics and then the other one says Miles Turner Celtics trade. It's yeah, it has Miles it has Turner, a twice. Celtics still. It has it, it twice. <laughs> Danny's just on th- 365 days a year he's just on the phone with the Pacers about Miles Turner. That's just what it is. It doesn't matter if the trade deadline's over. He's just like, you know what? Next ne- in the offseason, what do you got for Miles yeah. Turner? Yeah. The Pacers GM just just um, he speed answers dial. the phone. No, hangs up. Yeah, Danny's got him on speed dial at this point. Hey guys, how's it going? Shut up, Danny. Yeah, th- at this point, at this point, it all these trade rumors, all these trade rumors for any other team would be like, ooh, here we go. But whenever there's a Celtics trade rumor, I'm just like, this isn't gonna happen. It doesn't matter. Then, it kind of ruins it for and me. And the because... guy that we, and the guy that we end up getting is a guy that has never been rumored once. No, I know, like yeah, Fournier. Exactly. I mean, he. 
kind of More was, of. but I wasn't he- hearing a lot about him at all. But it was more just Celtics like Aaron Gordon. For Nicole Vuz was Aaron included. Gordon. Celtics trade for Aaron Aflalo. And like even this, even this off season, <laughs> Teague and Thompson were just like there was no Out affiliation the with the Celtics. Boom, they're signed. Like <laughs> what? Left so the well, like, the He's on the same team, but completely different person. Yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly, uh, whoa, you were close, bud. If I were to be honest, I kind of like Fournier a little bit more. Aaron Gordon is just a little bit younger. Not a little bit. He's a significantly amount of years younger than Fournier. But in terms of Fournier um, versus Aaron Gordon right now, I would take Fournier. And then with the, just the two is seconds. Is Fournier a good defender? I have no clue. Nah, he's no. okay. I mean, he's just a scorer, basically. Which is, if I was a Celtics fan, I'd rather have Gordon just because he's more athletic and he can... Better defender. Can actually better get defender. A he's longer. Uh, he can make better... Uh, just anything. Dunk. Boston has I don't call dunks. locked down when they're healthy. They're fine offense. There's no issue. Uh, I don't know. They're very stagnant. Back. They need you know that what? bench score bad. Issues, Luke, when Boston shoots under... Freaking thirty percent three, and there's an issue. But you know what? It's, like twenty five threes the other day. They don't have issues offensively, in my opinion. They can hold their ground offensively. I don't they know. You haven't watched the Celtics in a while. They suck defensively. And they don't. Su- they they were bad scoring the ball. That so basically, yeah, Danny goes into this every game. They need he Aaron goes Gordon, not Evan Fournier. They don't need someone that can score more points, and that helps. The whole point. No, he will. So he's looking at. You got to hold your own the other side of the other side of the basketball. Aaron no, Gordon, he's looking at it like this. It. Celtics have two major problems: bench scoring and defense. So he tries to get both, but he only is able to get one in the bench scoring, which I'm fine with. And but you never know. Danny Ainge and defense are two words that never belong in the same sentence ever again. Buyout. Still do buyout, but. Looks like Lamarcus and Marcus Drummond want to go to going the, going the Heat, and, and Drummond's likely going to the lit. No one, no one, no one of these guys, Aldridge and Drummond especially. Here's the disclaimer: Aldridge and Drummond especially have said they want to go to a team that contends. Celtics, Celtics ain't contending. Very enticing, twenty-one and twenty-three, sitting eighth in the Eastern Conference. Oh, they're a hell of a contending team. I'll tell you that much. No, they're not a contending team right now. But at least on the eyes of the guys that are. In my opinion, yeah, they can contend. I think Celtics are good. I know how good they are. But in the eyes of oh, Drummond thanks, and Aldridge, they want to go to a team that's top of their conference, a team that's already solidified a winning a winning uh, or a winning season, a team that's already shown that they can beat other teams in the league by a significant margin and beat teams that are as good or if not better than them as well. So you're looking at Aldridge like the Heat. He's a smart man. He knows the Heat's going up. Pat Ryan also does wonders. His, I swear to God, his infamous dinner dinner reservations with NBA players just go so well. I don't know how he does it. Um but yeah he's gonna have he's gonna have dinner with Lamar. Oh yeah that's the other thing that's the other thing very soon. Yeah dinner with uh with James Harden didn't he? he that's did. the other he thing did. with and the Celtics really well Appar- and then, uh, Kevin Durant happened. So apparently every superstar in the league like I forget when this was, but this is either earlier this year or late last year where someone saw Tatum and Giannis walking on like a beach together in yeah. Boston. They're like, Giannis to the Celtics. Like, no, that's <laughs> no, not. They no. Appear like, hey, buddy, you want to go for a friggin walk? That's honestly what happened. Like, no, either so, they uh, No, it's because I, I, NBA players are like best friends with each other. I think I think that uh, you look at is. Drummond. Drummond's not going to want to go to the Celtics. Sorry. Disclaimer, he's not going to want to go to Celtics. Aldridge is likely going to the Heat. You're looking at Drummond's potential destinations are Brooklyn if he, they give him the remainder of their $500,000 <laughs> cap space. You know what? I wouldn't be upset if this player uh, was Lakers, on the Celtics. Lakers, Hassan Whiteside, are... potential buyout candidate. 
And Brian, yeah. you say that just because I, I he is kind of the same as Drummond, but they won't have the same contract. They'll he'll have a significantly smaller contract, and well, I would take some white side for Clippers. So that's that's he grabs boards and block shots. Yeah, and he then is pretty. I guess lazy. if Whiteside goes to Celtics, that could be someone. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry, not, I just said it. Just he said just said. Oh, it. Just sorry, said it. I didn't hear. Um, but I'd be fine with Whiteside for what it's something like. I I don't know the money issue you know, or, or is thing. not good offensively, so I don't know if that fits Danny Ainge's envision for the team. They don't... He only wants guys to score 145 points per game. That's what he wants. Well, that's what the Celtics are turning the defense, to. Double the op- Danny Ainge is the new Mike D'Antoni. Half the defense, mm, double the I hope offense. not. I hope not. I mean, <laughs> the way I'm looking at the Celtics right now, that's kind of what they are turning into because <laughs> the they, they kind of just chuck. No, no, no. no. But... This, have you seen Game of Zones, Brian? Freaking... James Harden's like this one. He goes and signs with the Rockets, and or this is when Mike D'Antoni gets hired, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. We don't do defense. My motto is half the defense, double the offense." <laughs> Whatever. That's so uh, uh, but speaking of, of uh, guys walking together, uh, Trevor Lawrence worked out with all the Patriots' new guys. Okay. Wow. He was with Cam Stidham and uh, all the new receivers and stuff at Pat's West. Oh, so you know what that's you know what that means? You know who's getting drafted at 15? Freaking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence getting drafted at 15. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence yeah <laughs> the Jaguars. Sleep, the, he's yeah, he's the Jaguars, dropping. the Jaguars are just like, oh, he worked out with New England. Ah, we don't want him then. No, nah, he worked out with New England. That means he definitely doesn't want to play here. We're gonna let exactly. Nah, Bill, we're just gonna we're just gonna pass up on one of the best <laughs> Bill college will trade. prospects. Uh, Bill will trade. By the way, by way, clearly our story. We'll get that on draft day. I'm just gonna foreshadow it. I think he's overrated, but we're gonna keep going. Well, no, I was just gonna say Bill's gonna trade Cam a sixth and a seventh for the first overall pick and get Trevor Lawrence. What do you want? Here, I'll give you uh this year's seventh and his ripped up hoodie and his, his, his sleeveless think? hoodie. I will give you, you one you, seventh you, round pick this year for one first overall pick. Thank you very much. You want our fifteenth as well? No. I'll give you like I'll give you our sixth round pick. You know we got in the sixth round, Tom Brady. So it's much more valuable. I'll just yeah, oh, I'll just point, bro. Oh, <laughs> every like every single the Jaguar GM is a complete jackass. <laughs> like, the stupidest decisions. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a very good. That's a very good point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so Tom Brady. Travel Brian out. Flores gets Bill, fired. We'll throw him day. to throw him into <laughs> Bill Belichick. is just like, uh, I just keep all my Super Bowl rings in a bowl. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll, I'll just give him. I'll just give him all the. He's like, do you want to do like business him. with me? Here's a here's a here's a telling factor that I good I do good business. I keep all my Super Bowl rings in the bowl. <laughs> Does he actually do that? All right, then. No. That'd oh, be he funny doesn't. If he did. No. Be Anyways, keep them all like a base. Just like he just like throw he has them scattered around the like, yeah. counter. He's got like he just one like stuck he in the throws of them into a sock drawer or something. <laughs> He's got like one right. buried in his couch that he just can't get. Back to the association. <laughs> the only other major trade, um, in my eyes, is the Victor Oladipo to Miami, which is a player I wanted the Celtics to trade for, and we already went over this. But Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and a draft swap is completely um not out of the realm of possibilities for the Celtics to to trade with. It is. Um, Old Depot is a guy that resembles half the defense of the offense, too, because this guy can't play defense to save his life. And I I, I think that, you know, I, at first, I was like, they have Drogic, none, Butler, Hero, 
Robinson. Now they have six guards. Yeah, they're stacked guards. on guards. You don't really need six guards. And they don't have a center. I feel like their need was center. Got Aldridge. 36 years old is back going to break the next game. Next time he plays, does anything very vigorously. Next time he has a vigorous exercise, his back's going to break. He's going to have a hip injury. He'll, he'll be, he'll be in a walker by the end of the season. He's very old. Um, they don't, they, they, they didn't get a center. They're actually their only other center is a racist and he's not on the team. No, he's not on. He's yeah, exactly. in the free agents. And also, and the other center not racist. He's is... anti-Semitic. There's a dude on Haslam. He's still on the team. <laughs> oh yeah, they have Haslam. <laughs> I don't oh, know crap. who they're. Watch other out for the Heat, is. boys! You know it's Haslam. We're rocking Wait, the paint. Who the heck do they have? The they have Bam Adebayo is the tallest man on the roster. I think. I mean, they're winning right now against. Uh, yeah. They have Bam. Precious is a bigger player. Chris Silva, but play. he doesn't Silva's, play. That's, Silva can't score offensively to save his life. So they lack a center. Bam's too small. He can't match up with Embiid. He, he can do fine. He, he can his own, but he's too small. So I was surprised when they went out and got Oladipo. Now, they got him for a bag of chips and a a freaking... Uh, they got him for a happy meal. ...by Brock Holt. Yeah. That's what they pretty much got him for. Absolutely nothing. That was so, a weird was so combination. Weird. <laughs> it was off the top of my head. <laughs> that, that's on the top of your head, Nick. I just, that just came right off the top of my head. What do you think I about on a see, daily basis? I would love to see what's in the middle of your head if that's on the top you of your head. You know what I think head. about on a daily basis? What would happen if Derrick Rose didn't tear his ACL? Um, okay. Man. He would have been playing basketball still, which he's doing right basketball. now. So. so I think that I definitely question this move. But at the same time, it they got they got rid of nothing. So it's I guess it's a good move, taking what you can. But I I feel like Miami could have been more aggressive towards the big. And realistically, game. other than Vucevic, though, what other center was there for them to get? Like there was really no one else out there that they could have gotten. They could have they like they they. I wish there were more rumors on them getting Drummond. I don't wish, but there could have been more rumors on them getting Drummond. Um, they could they could sign Marcus Cousins and again he's nothing. I know Christian. I know the Rockets are kind of cleaning house. I'm surprised by the way the Clippers didn't go out and trade for John Wall. I'm surprised. I feel like the Rockets just kind of cleaning house right now. I feel like they could have got rid of John Wall. John, Christian Wood trade for John Wall. Do you know how big that man's contract is? Yeah, but it's the Clippers. It's forty million dollars. No I one's just, gonna pay forty million dollars for John Wall. They can afford him, though. They're only paying two guys a max contract. The Clippers just traded Lou Williams. He's the second. He's the third biggest contract on their team. I'm the. I am not trading for John Wall unless oh. you guarantee a championship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Clippers can't guarantee a championship with him because they'll never get out of the second round for the rest of their franchise's history. So I, I think I, th- I thought Wall was gonna get moved somewhere. I thought. I thought Christian Wood would have been a, a like, rock again. The Rockets are cleaning house. I thought Miami could have made an offer for Christian Wood. Um, so you look at the teams that are just absolutely just clear and shop, and you make an offer for a big man. They could have gone out and got JaVale. He went to Denver. Again, any big man helps. Any big man shop blocker helps. So that's who I thought Miami could have been aggressive for. But they well, and they still can do with the buyout market. So maybe that's the thing that they were looking towards when making this trade. I guess, but. They bought well. They're going to get Aldridge. He's their he's their guy. They bought they go out for buyout from the buyout market. Aldridge. He's the guy they're going to get. Is that well? That's not official, but they are highly favored to get Aldridge. So. Yeah. So doesn't that mean Drummond to your Lakers, Nick? Does that mean Drummond? No, but he's probably going to go to the Lakers. Michael, the Clippers and Lakers are fair game for him. 
Um, that's pretty much it. He wants to go somewhere that's warm and that for a team. And he wants to go somewhere warm and play for a team that's winning. That's what he wants. To well, play. isn't everyone? So it kind of narrows the margin. But Clippers, Lakers, Phoenix, pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it, pretty much. I mean, there are other insignificant trades. I mean, Norman Powell, Gary Trent swap, which doesn't really mean anything. The Clippers get Rondo, which I feel like they should have gone in free agency anyway, so that doesn't mean anything. The Mavs get JJ Redick, which yeah, I'm Lou Will and two picks or something like that. I'm I am thankful that the Celtics didn't use their trade exception on JJ Redick and said they got Fournier, but yeah, that was it pretty much. Nick, do you want to do yeah, your? We we're bringing back Yeshi or Yield again. It's been a while, it's been a long time, and in all that time, you think we we'd be able to get a sponsor, but we're sponsored yeah. by nobody still. Eat Yeshi or Yields is. Gracious. We're sponsored, sponsored by the Big by... Four Bracket Challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, the, I'd say the Big Four Bracket Challenge is sponsored by the, by the Big Four Podcast. I think it's the other way it around. Is. It so, is. I'm I'm just trying to. Yeah, just give me something. Fine. Glass, so, glass yes, half full. You know? Sponsored by the Big Four Bracket Challenge. Go on ESPN. Sorry, too late. You can't even do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Way too late. We passed a deadline for it. Go if you're if you're part Join of the, the uh, ESPN Second Chance Bracket Challenge for the sake of your mental health because your bracket sucks. <laughs> Can we do a group for that? Can you do a group, a big four group for Second Chance Brackets? Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should absolutely. Do Let's that. do we it. Should, we should definitely think about doing. Got to do it. By no purse though. Saturday um, at two forty. We're just gonna we're just gonna jump right into it. NBA. We get NBA on the ledger, and we're gonna we're gonna not NBA. But we're gonna stay in the basketball. But we're gonna go for some college basketball after. So starting with the NBA, boys, players or teams, you pick whoever. Goal. What? Oh, goal. <laughs> we just tied the game with two minutes left. Who won the NBA? Who won the trade deadline? Players are players acceptable. Teams also acceptable. Um, I'm gonna go and order my screen. So Luke, you first. Oh geez. Um, players are. Acceptable. I would probably say. Honestly, I'd probably say the short term. It's the Bulls, definitely. Because they got another all-star, a center that they desperately needed. Because they really, for the past three years, haven't had a center. Um, so I feel like short-term, it's the Bulls. Long-term, um, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, and whoever else was traded out of Orlando. Because that is a franchise that is rooting for mediocrity. And now they are rooting for being terrible. They've yeah, always rooted for me. That was that. They're done. After, since 2009, finals, they're done. since 2009, they've been a consistent eight seed, and they seem fine with that. And if you're trying to be a competitive basketball player, that's not somewhere they're you want to be. Eight so. seed, and they go one and one against every Western Conference team. I don't get it. Yeah, and then they always win the first game of the yes, playoffs and then get swept. Yeah, they get <laughs> they get Classic gentlemen Bruins swept after against that. the Lightning. Next person, Nick. I'm done. Brian. Uh, I would probably just say similar Aaron Gordon probably because he's probably the best player that well no Vucevic is the best player but I wouldn't say going to Chicago is necessarily that much better yes they're better but like are they that much better I don't think so so yeah Gordon going to a top playoff team is probably a win for him where'd he go again I'm blank Denver Nag- Denver Nuggets. I don't know why I forgot yeah I mean, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna say the same thing. I think it's Aaron Gordon winning because he gets to go to a top five team in the much, much better conference. Um, the Magic. In the altitude, I mean, you could probably jump higher. Maybe. I mean, 
I don't know. Wait, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually a thing. But I mean, if it is real, I mean, cool. Yeah, but, you should have a dunk contest in uh, Denver. See if that. I mean, anything. is the is the gravity a little bit lower? Is it is it I know less balls than... fly out of Colorado, like way out of there. Yeah, so elevation, like, that, like Mexico, the ball goes a freaking mile and a quarter for golf, and then I'm assuming that you, you might jump a millimeter higher. I don't know. All right, Nick, what's your answer? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Heat on this one. Look, they were they were been struggling. Gross. Um, it's I hate the Heat as much as I hate the Heat. As much as I gotta hear about the Heat, they they did good. They did good work. I wish they got a big man, and that's still in the picture. But you know, sitting twenty two twenty two, like three other friggin' teams in the Eastern Conference, uh, they're looking to make a jump. Now, I think I think they can compete with the Nets, the Bucks, the Sixers, the, the the Nets, the Bucks, and the Sixers. No, I don't think they can compete with either of those teams, especially when those three teams are healthy. But Miami added a star that can help scoring um, all around, more distributed scoring off the bench, all throughout the lineup. It works. It'll help help take stress off Jimmy Butler. They can. This is a team that is always hurt. Oh my gosh, they're always missing some of their one of their best players every single game. So having Old Depot will help uh, create more depth. The guy that gets hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're a soft team. They're really soft. They're really soft and stuff. I think the real winner though is the newly unemployed Jeff Teague. You should have said that. Wait, so is where'd he go? Well, he he was added to Orlando, but Orlando dropped him. him. Orlando told him not to report because they were cutting him. They're wow! Like, yeah, yeah so I guess so. I guess the rumor is uh, the NBA because Jeff Teague is officially mm. out. <laughs> so he's just forced to retire. So yeah, I'm going unemployed, back. unemployed after averaging 23 points the last two games. Don't going let the door Miami hit you Miami. on the way out. Oh my god, they're on a four-game losing streak. Jeez, jeez. All right, Move next on. one, Nick. Still think they're Jesus the Christ, we're gonna be here for an hour. Uh, we've been here for an hour. Who's on a four-game losing streak? Miami. How oh, many ones? We're going to call it um, March Madness. Match. How many one seeds? There's three left. Will be sent home. Sweet 16. Zero, one, two, or three. And which ones, if you have any? Um. Well, this is going to cut into our. Uh, Who cares? What is it? Our picks. Um. But I'm going what one, pick? and I think it's Michigan. I think Michigan. They played a iffy game. Um. They ended up beating. Shoot. Who was it? LSU. LSU. Yeah. They ended up winning that game, but LSU hung in. Um, for most of the game, that's mainly just because Cameron Thomas went off. But I think Florida State is really good. They had, again, they had a really good game against Colorado. Um, Gonzaga isn't going to lose another game for the rest of the season. And I think Baylor's just too good. It's due, it's due for a Villanova loss because I thought they would go out the first round. Um, but then they lucked out and had to play North Texas, and then they won that game. So now they're kind of playing the first real matchup of the tournament, and I don't think they'll handle it well. So I think it's going to be Michigan. So I'm uh, sorry, it's going to be one, and I think it's going to be Michigan. Brian, go with the goose egg. Um, I think Michigan's fine, and the other two teams are not going to lose. They're actually going to win by twenty. So yeah. <laughs> oh God, I just dropped my phone. Scared the crap out of me. Okay, um, I'm going to go with Brian here. Um, I'm going to go with zero. Um, I mean, Gonzaga, they're, they have like a 90 point something win. Uh, Baylor will be just fine. Um, Florida State, they will, I think that they could definitely give Michigan a little bit of trouble. 
Um, but I think Michigan will end up winning this game. Yeah, I was going to side with Brian, but let me just, I'm just going to even it out just so we can have two and two. Um, I like, I like the, the distribution. We never have that often in the podcast. We got to have two guys on the same page and two guys not. So I'm going to go with Luke. And there's no Flores. controversy. I think Florida State can top Michigan. I'm probably going to have to, and then I have to pick Florida State, which I wasn't planning on doing. But I'm going to take Florida State just to be, just to be uh, shaky. I'm going to take the Seminoles. So one right. team, Michigan. That's it. That's it for yesterday's yield. Please sponsor us. Okay, that's it. So we can go on to the last thing of our episode Do today. Update. Uh, what? Do an update on the picks. Um. Okay, I will once I get there. But oh, we have twenty seconds into overtime. Oh, do we still have a stack to do? They lost. 20 seconds into overtime. At least they got the point. But like, <laughs> again, best team in the freaking league at getting the point. Um, at this point, hold on. I forgot to, we'll update them next time because I forgot to freaking fill them in. So we'll do that next time. But the first game, we can start it off with the game that we were just talking about, which was Florida state versus Michigan. Uh, who do I usually start with Nick? I guess we'll start with Nick. Who do you think is going to win this game? I kind of trapped myself into that one. I was going to pick the Wolverines, but all right. I guess I got. You don't have to stand by what you just said. If you. Hey, it's a win win if you pick Michigan. If you pick Michigan, you get to pick person. You got to kind of go all in here. I'm going Florida State. You don't have to. I've gone opposite several times. I've done just fine. Andrew Friggin' Keen. Yeah, and you never will be. Nice. Probably because. Andrew. Or, no, we'll um, go Brian. We'll yeah, go, go Brian. Brian. We'll go Brian. Go Brian. We'll go Brian. Go Brian. Michigan. Michigan. Andrew. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go Michigan too. Sweet. Um. Again, like I said in the previous segment, I'm gonna go with Florida State. I think Florida State played a really good game against Colorado. Now, I didn't think Colorado was that good, anyways. But, um. I, I, I'm just a little bit weary on Michigan. I thought they could have lost to LSU and without Levers still. Again, I don't know his timetable. I don't know if he's yeah. going to come back have at all. Have they announced a timetable at all? I, I don't know. I really haven't been paying attention to him that much. But um, I, I think that Florida State has a good enough defense to shut down Michigan. And so I'll just go Florida State with this one. Second game. This one is on Saturday, the last game of the day. Cuse against Houston. Nick. Tough one because I think both teams are obviously Syracuse has a lot of momentum, but um the dude that guy I just I, I got a weird feeling about Houston. Um I'll take eleven seed Syracuse to the Elite Eight. Why not? Buddy Bayham's an absolute baller. Buddy Buckets. And I'm gonna take the orange. They've been rolling. They got multiple guys that can hit the three. They got multiple guys that can defend. I'm going to take Syracuse. Their issue is rebounding. I don't think Houston's got a prolific, prolific rebounder that can really uh, affect that. And Syracuse had played a team last week, West Virginia, that did have rebounding, and they killed them. Or didn't kill them, but they beat them handedly mm-hmm. throughout the game. It came close to the end, but they were up the majority. So I'm going to take Syracuse. Brian Buddy Buckets, baby. Buddy Buckets. Buddy Buckets, Buddy buckets and uh, Joe Buckets, right? Uh, Gerard, uh, or, yeah, Joe. Is it no. Girardi? Shoot, John. now I don't know. I think it's John. John, I think no. it's John too. John Girardi. I don't think it's John. Joseph? Hold on. Joe. I think it's Joe. Joe, whatever. Joe Girardi, Girardi, like the Yankees yeah, it manager. Is, it's it's Joseph Gerard. Oh, Gerard. Oh. 
Joe Girard. It wasn't Girard. Yeah. The Phillies manager, Andrew. Phillies manager. My bad. I just remember from the World Series that one time. Whatever. Andrew, who are you going? Um, I'm going to go with Buddy Buckets, the 11 seed. I mean, Syracuse, they made a great run last time, and I feel like they're going to make a great run this time Syracuse as the 11 seed. Or 11 season. I know. They just they just like to go on runs while not being too great in the in the uh, regular season. Syracuse so. is the last team in. It's just like, oof. Yeah. Um. This is the year of the upset, and um, but I'm just going to stick with Houston just because, I mean, they did have a tough game against Rutgers, which they honestly, in my opinion, should have lost. But Giroux was out most of that game with a hip injury. So if he is healthy, which he... Pro- no, 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 I know, but he was in and out of the game. He was very banged up. Like, you could see physically he wasn't in it that that well. Um but if he's healthy, I think that he is key to them playing well, leads the team in assists, and is a very, very good defender at, like, I don't know how tall he is, but he's, like, 6'6", or something like something ridiculous like that. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the high shorts that make him look taller. But anyways, Quentin Grimes, Jajon Giroux, I think Houston comes out with this one. I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't think – Syracuse can sustain their uh, three-point shooting. They've had two ridiculous games from three, and it's really hard to have two of them, um, let alone three. So I think that Houston's going to get this one. Last one is on Sunday, the last game of the Sweet 16. Number seven, Oregon against number six, USC. It's going to be a good Pac-12 matchup next. Who do you have? This is going to be... (laughs) A grind of a game for both sides. Thank USC gets out to Ernie Lee with Mobley, both the Mobley brothers. But man, I love Chris Duarte. I love the Ducks. They got multiple guys that can put up numbers. I'm taking the Ducks, baby. Let's go, Oregon. All yeah. My Brian, four pick too. I'm gonna ride the lose. University of Southern California, the Trojans. Give me them. The Trojans. Andrew, now because I picked them. So it's tough because I mean, this year if you're trying to pick a if you're choosing a game, you're definitely going to pick a Pac-12 team unless they're playing another Pac-12 team. So it's kind of tough. Um, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with USC as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is the toughest game. I feel like this has the potential to ha- be the best game of the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16. I think it will um, When you look down the board, the three one seeds. I mean, Florida State game should be good. The Houston-Syracuse game, and then the other games are kind of the ones we didn't talk about. Yeah, well, I, I hope. I hope, but That'd be awesome. I don't know. 50, a 15 seed in the Elite Eight what, has never happened before. Who knows, though? It, it could happen this year. A lot of things happen this year. At some point, it'll happen. Um, Loyola will can't handle Oregon State, and I feel like, unfortunately, Nick, I'm sorry, Alabama's probably going to handle UCLA. That's easy. Well, you know but, what? I'm going to go... Ah, disgusting. I think Oregon State is a lot better than you guys think. Ethan Thompson is a great player. He he should have loyal is elite. He should have been the national player of the year. Doesn't matter how good Oregon State is. They match up well against Loyola. You guys say it's gonna be a beatdown. I think they're keeping it inside eight points. Well, I do, well do you have Loyola? Just said they're gonna win. Do you have Loyola winning? If I had to pick the game. Yeah, you all three picking Loyola. You all pick you all three. Of you guys picking Loyola, right? I would have. I would yes, so if, if that was pick. I take Oregon State. Well, logically, Nick. Not if everyone was like if you individually independent. Okay, Thompson. fine. Whatever. Uh, I for this one, I am 
leaning towards <sighs> I'll probably just go with I'll go with Oregon. Screw it. I'll go with Oregon. USC played really good um, games, but they also played. I mean, I hate to say it, but they kind of played two bum teams. Kansas was easily the worst three seed. Could have been a four, maybe a five. Like they were not. They were not there. I mean, they beat Baylor this year, which was cool, but that was the highlight of the year. And Oregon's just riding high. What? Oh yeah, I guess Texas was the worst worst three seed. But going into the tournament, Kansas was the worst three three seed. Uh, I just think Evan Mobley is due for a good game. He didn't have a great one against Kansas. He didn't need one because they won by thirty. But kind of went off. Um. Oh, why, why am I saying that? I'm picking freaking Oregon. I'm just making the case for USC. I think it's going to be Oregon. Screw it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Mobley's going to go off. USC is, Oregon has no one to guard a big man. That's why guards are doesn't matter. Like thirty or forty. No, forty. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's it. Final thoughts. Go Pats. Go, go Pats. Pats. Go, go Sox. Go Pats. Go Pats. Go Sox. Not go Celtics. I mean, go Celts, I guess. But whatever. no, screw the Celtics. Bye, go bye, Celtics. Jeff Teague. Woo. Bye, Jeff right. Teague. That's what I that, like to see. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four Underscore Podcast. We will see you on Monday. Peace.